Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. As many of you know, during this season of our show, we've been exploring the tools and practices that play essential roles in you being able to celebrate your life joyfully through all of its many and varied ups and downs. Today, we're devoting this episode to how developing your innate soul ability to see and discern illusions from the truth, along with cultivating your willingness and ability to forgive, can free you up from whatever you might from whatever you might be upset, worried, or stuck about. <clears throat> so we've chosen as our topic today, clairvoyance, forgiveness, and moving on. You've most likely had times in your life when you felt like you were stuck on an emotional and mental treadmill. Your life wasn't progressing in a way you would have liked or hoped. It may have followed an angry argument with a family member or close friend. Perhaps it was after a falling out with a longtime partner or a divorce. Or you were feeling like you were stuck in a dead-end job. Oh, I've been there. But couldn't <laughs> seem to move on to a more fulfilling one. Whatever precipitated your sense of being stuck in place at the time, however, you probably wished you knew how to move forward from that experience. Well, it's actually fairly simple what you have to do in order to step off of that mental and emotional treadmill and move on with living your life more joyfully. What makes it seem difficult to do or even nearly impossible at times is how much you subscribe to whatever fears you are unconsciously harboring in your mind associating associated with your upsetting experience. And yes, as Franklin D. Roosevelt famously said in his first inaugural address as the 32nd President of the United States, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You can say that fear is the emotional emotion pre- precipitated by a temporary disconnect from the greater expanse of your awareness. You've heard the adage, the truth shall set you free. When you are aware of the truth of the matter, fear dissolves out of your mind. It's the same as darkness disappearing in the presence of light. You may say that darkness disappears in the presence of light because darkness doesn't actually exist in and of itself. It only appears to us when light is obscured from our vision. The sun continues to shine brightly in the sky even when the storm clouds obscure that light for us looking from the ground. If we were to fly above the clouds, we'd see the sunlight and darkness is nowhere to be seen. Likewise, when you keep seeking beyond the apparent darkness or upset you are temporarily experiencing within you, 
you will always rise above the clouds of appearance into the undivided eternal light of truth. When you do, you discover fear is never true or real, just like darkness, and there is only the everlasting light. Fear is the darkness we feel when we fix our inner sight on the shadow cast by judgment and divisive thinking. When we remind ourselves that no matter how dark it may seem to us on the ground of this world, if we but seek the source of eternal light, will always rise above those storm clouds into the light of joyous truth of unconditional love. It's like the fable without the person who became It's like the fable about the person who became afraid, thinking that they were looking at a big snake in the darkened woods, until they realized in the light of day that it was merely a coiled-up rope. We get afraid when we are convinced that what or how something appears to us on the surface is the way it truly is. That's what the proverb, don't judge a book by its cover, refers to. And, especially in this day and age of super-commercialism, often the cover of a book is designed for the primary purpose of selling the book and gives only a cursory representation of the true purpose for which the author may have written that book. If the reader bought the book thinking that it really was what the book was about, they might be disappointed or even angry that the book itself didn't deliver what the cover seemed to promise. Yet, the reader's anger is not from the fact that they found that the book wasn't to their liking. It was in reaction to the betrayal of a seemingly implied promise. It wasn't anything that the author of the book did or didn't do. Nor was it anything the bookstore or even the publisher did directly to the reader. The anger is what the reader experienced in reaction to their fear of betrayal of trust and what they might lose if they were betrayed. It's based on the reader's own expectation instead of the truth of the matter. Have you ever been charmed by someone who dressed, spoke, and acted in a way that made you feel safe and trustworthy and then felt horribly betrayed when you discovered it was all only what they appeared to be but definitely wasn't? Yes, appearance can be extremely deceptive if you judge the person by their appearance. Why? Because appearance is determined by how the soul expresses itself in the world and not necessarily by the truth of who that soul is. The only time that someone's outward appearance and looks, speech, and behavior sync up closely with who they truly are is when they know themselves well and are being true to who they are. Con artists, for example, express themselves to hide from the truth of their own beingness. Deep down, they feel ashamed of who they think they are. So in grief, fear, and anger, they con others in an attempt to prove their superiority and worth. Yet, until they are able to heal from all that past pain and validation and sense of worthlessness, they put on a show that isn't going to be, well, a reflection of the truth. If you fall for their show and promises, You'll make their problem yours. 
Remember, clairvoyance is the soul or psychic ability that everyone has within them to see the truth clearly and discern the truth from what merely appears to be in their experience of life in the world. You use it every day in living your life in many ways. For example, you might have defended a good friend against someone judging them to be someone they weren't just from their preconceptions about your friend. In such an instance, you were using your clairvoyance and seeing more of the truth about your friend. The accuser couldn't see the truth because they were seeing their own preconceived judgments about your friend. While many people rely almost entirely on exactly what a person says verbally, those who use a bit more of their innate clairvoyant ability can see what that person is saying, even if they can't express themselves very clearly on a verbal level. Often we call that reading the person's pictures that they have in their mind. I use my clairvoyance a lot when I'm communicating with our cats. They'll put up in their mind a pretty clear image of wanting their meal well before their meal times, hoping to get it sooner, I guess. <laughs> when Michael tells me what's happening in the novel he's been enjoying, it's like watching a movie in my mind. That's a combination of me using my clairvoyance to see his pictures and the clarity of his pictures that he is showing me clairvoyantly as he describes the story. Many people who are not aware of their clairvoyance tend to not send out clear pictures when they are communicating with others. We have lots of, exa- lots of examples of that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and reading the mental pictures that Raphael was talking about, that everyone creates naturally as souls. We don't create them as bodies or intellects. We create them as spirit. Even if they are unaware of doing so, it helps greatly, not only in communicating, but also in being able to discern what is a mental image and what is truth. Even if a picture is worth a thousand words, it's still just a symbol representing some kind of experience. There's the actual original experience, and then there's the memory picture you made in your mind about your experience. Ah, a picture of the experience itself unaltered in any way may be factually true as to what happened. But the moment you add a judgment, criticism, opinion, or your emotional reaction to that picture, you alter that picture and it's no longer purely what happened. Hollywood does that in a big way, don't they? When they make the movies that they say are based on a true story. (laughs) The true story is the exact experience someone went through. Hollywood spruces up that accurate memory of that experience with a lot of shiny bells and whistles in an attempt to make the movie more interesting or simply more palatable for the audience. Everyone does that with their life experiences in many different ways. After all, we're all highly creative and imaginative beings. And just like the Hollywood movie moguls, 
those who want to impress others and sell themselves will generally add on more glitter and glamour to who they think they are to appear as better than mm -hmm. that. <laughs> when you meditate very deeply on any upsetting or traumatic experience in your life, you most likely would discover that much of what you remember about your experience includes a lot of afterthoughts, judgments, and emotions you hold about that experience. Those are your add-ons after the fact and not originally part of that experience. When you add on to that exact memory image of your experience, you begin to alter that image and it begins to persist over time. That means all the ingredients held within that picture, like the thoughts, judgments, criticisms, disappointments, regrets, and so on, and emotions, persist in your now spruced up memory of that original experience. Which do you think would be easier to walk away from? The truth that a certain set of events happened or your Hollywood version <laughs> of how the events nearly killed you and ruined your life. Huh. To break out of that spell, so to speak, of the emotion-laden blockbuster and move on in your life, you need to use your clairvoyance or inner psychic sight to seek out the truth. Truth is always neutral. But just as Hollywood knows, neutrality isn't good for sales. <laughs> right? There has to be a lot of problems in there. Yeah. <laughs> to use your clairvoyance to discover the truth, you have to look from a space of neutrality and set free any and all the hot button thoughts that stoke the coals of emotions from your mental clutches. Forgiveness comes effortlessly when you see the truth and are willing to let go of the judgments, criticisms, fear, anger, and other emotions that you unconsciously added on to your original unaltered experience. Forgiveness doesn't really come from you trying to forgive someone or something. It rises naturally when you see the truth. When you see the truth, any lies or illusions you've held on to as truth in your mind simply begin to fall off. Then you're free to move on. Only when you believe what's not true as the truth do you hold on to them, right? When you know a lie is a lie, hey, you know, when you know something's just an image, not reality, you, you don't hold on to them. So there's no value in what is not true. And as a creative being, you have better things to create and manifest in the world than to hold on to lies. That's why clairvoyance and forgiveness go hand in hand. When you develop your clairvoyance and gain more certainty in using it to see clearly, you can more easily see the truth in the situation rather than fretting over all the judgments and could-haves, should-haves, and would-haves that cloud your mind. Once you dispense with 
judgments, expectations, invalidations, and so on, you're free to move forward in your life and spiritual growth. Earlier, Raphael mentioned that fear is one of the major emotional experiences that make it difficult for most people to forgive and move on. Whenever you give your seniority and creative power over to an experience of fear, you create resistance against what you're afraid of. You've undoubtedly heard that saying, what you resist persists. Or another version of that is what you resist, you become. On the psychic energetic level, when you resist something in your mind, you put forth your energy against the energy of what you're resisting. And the energy pattern gets impressed upon the energy field of your mind. Then you will continue to experience whatever you are resisting in your mind and you start becoming energetically the very vibrations of whatever it is that you are resisting. So not only does the experience you don't want to experience continue to persist more strongly in your consciousness, but even more, you start to take on and express the qualities and characteristics of whatever you are resisting. <laughs> yes, you better be able to laugh about it instead of getting serious and resisting it even more. We're at our first break already. <clears throat> I didn't get my cue quite quick enough here. And for those of you interested in seeing Michael and video talks and interviews, we have our redesigned and improved official YouTube channel available for you. We'll continue to upload new material periodically. In addition, if you'd like to support us so that we can keep offering you this weekly live and archival, archival radio show, Boy, did I miss that one. We have a Patreon site which provides one way you can do that. To easily and directly access any of our online networks of sites, we call our Learning Sanctuary for the Soul. You can go to our new link tree at living-the-miracle.carrd.co. We'll return in just a couple of minutes with more on clairvoyance, forgiveness, and moving on. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational incredible information one of the best books i've ever read inspirational a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose that's what readers around the world are saying about you are the answer the award-winning book by michael j tomorrow beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary order your copy now at amazon.com living the miracle with michael and Raphael Tamura. 
Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. On this show, we've been covering a very important process in our daily lives, We each need to practice if we are to awaken much more, especially during this amazing evolutionary time of global transformation. So let's continue with our exploration of clairvoyance, forgiveness, and moving on. So before the break, I was starting to talk a little bit about the kind of the nature of resistance, especially on an energetic level and how it works. So it's fear that gets you into resistance and when you seem to be stuck in a certain emotion such as grief or sadness over some big loss experience it's not really the grief or sadness that you're ultimately stuck in it's the fear you are in about what you consider the grievous loss and trying to avoid it you know, the fear and, and, and the grief and loss and what you try to avoid what, what you're scared of, right? Or try to make it go away or fix it or something. That's the production of resistance. You're going against the experience. You're going against the energy. The more you try to get away from it in some way, the more you resist it and the experiencing of it persists in your mind because your mind is where where you experience everything right even though it feels like it's the body it's really oh without your consciousness you wouldn't have that experience so if you keep resisting unconsciously for years your feeling of sadness and grief will persist just as long even if the event that precipitated that in the first place happened years ago. The great news is, just like Raphael mentioned at the beginning of this show, it's quite simple to let go of that fear. You just have to look at the truth that the fear is contrived and not real. What you experience as fear, even unconsciously, is contained in nothing more than a tiny little mental image in your mind. That's why we always teach everyone right from the beginning to practice picturing a rose in their mind in front of their forehead and then imagine it exploding in a brilliant flash of light. Huh? We call that creating and destroying a mental picture. That's the easiest way to literally blow up a mental image. Bam. And in a brilliant flash, the picture is emptied 
of any of your creative energy that has been keeping it alive in your mind. <sighs> you can try that out. No amount of trying to let go of the experience will work. The only thing that will work is to realize that the image with the feelings and thoughts contained within that you're feeling and thinking in your consciousness is merely a picture and not reality, not the truth. It's the amount of your creative energy you've invested in the picture through resisting it that made them seem like unshakable truth and real. Like that's really what happened and it's really how it happened. That's what it feels like, right? But no, that's just your incredible creative energy power that you've invested in the picture as reality. If you're upset about it in any way, well, guess what? That's a good telltale. When you're upset about anything, you're not really looking at the truth because it's never the truth. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Here's another thing that makes seeing the truth, forgiving, and moving on difficult at times. The easy part is that you just have to get yourself out of resisting something or someone. The harder part for most of us is to realize that you are in resistance. <laughs> Why would you readily know that you are in resistance, right? Because... That's the nature of resistance is you didn't want to know. <laughs> Let's make it go away. Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. <laughs> and definitely, I don't want to remember it. Okay. So have you ever got a bit upset that a good friend or a stranger pushed your hot button about something? <laughs> yeah. They might have pointed out to you that you were resisting something. Right? Hey, you know, I think you're, you're resisting something. <laughs> Your initial reaction to that might have been, no, no I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Are you angry about something? No, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No way. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> so whenever you react in resistance, your normally hidden <clears throat> resistance just comes up to the surface of your awareness more. And that's why other people could experience it a lot better than you might want to, right? That's why they end up pushing your button. And even on a very innocent level, like a little child might go up to the mother or father and, and the parent had a very bad day or something and they're really upset, but they don't want to, you know, they know the kid can't, solve the problem or anything and they want to keep it away from the kid well the kid comes along and says oh what's wrong why are you so angry why are you so upset why are you so sad mm. oh i'm not sad <laughs> are you having a trouble uh, big trouble no i'm not <laughs> are you having trouble handling this mm, no I, I i got it i, I i'm all over it <laughs> So the reaction is never new and about what the person said or did. You were already in resistance, just not aware of it yet. When someone pushes your button and you react, 
They pointed out what you didn't want to be aware of, and it's now in your face. <laughs> it's not going away. <laughs> it's never pleasant, is it? So we always teach you to be amused instead. Ah, if you're in seriousness in any way, you're not going to get yourself out of resistance because what makes anyone be serious energetically and lower their awareness and vibration in the first place is always some underlying fear. Being amused doesn't mean that you make something worthless or unimportant. No, it just means that the more important something is to you, the more you'd like to raise your awareness, wouldn't you? And your vibration so that you could properly take care of it. Ah, when something's important, hey, you want to you wanna deal with it, right? You want to take care of it in some way. Have you ever noticed that the best athletes and performers are the ones that are totally enjoying what they're doing rather than the ones who are seriously trying to do better? Yeah, I could often tell which team in on the sports field is going to win because one has a lot more players who are just in the game to have a great time. They've done all the practicing they've they could possibly do and they're they have confidence in themselves that well I'm doing the best I can and if I mess up and we lose well that's the way it goes but this is just a game and I want to win but I'm having a great time doing it whereas the other team is kind of uptight and they're so serious and they're really, you know, we got to win this game. And and uh, and each member on the team is going, you know, I don't want to be the screw up. I don't want to be the failure. I, I don't want to be the reason that we lose. I can't afford to do that. And like that, lots of fear and resistance. Their energy is so much lower. They don't have the power that the other team who's having a great time has. So when in resistance, here's a little word to the wise. <laughs> when in resistance, start extracting yourself out of that energy by being amused. You don't have to try to do anything. Just be amused with yourself for being in the situation or in the experience you're in. Wilma, it's another fine mess we find ourselves in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a very good start to getting out of fear and the resulting resistance. There's so much to talk about in this area. I want to go over a couple of examples um, of how we get stuck and how it's a little hard to move on. One is... Uh, what happens to a lot of us, because it's such a moving job market right now, lots of different kinds of careers and jobs out there. And uh, as a psychic, when I was, even before I actually had my training and had certainty that I was a psychic, I always knew when a job was about to end. And how I knew that was either... I would observe that things were uh, not going so great with the up, you know, upper echelon people or certain subtleties were happening. So I knew, uh-oh, I'm about to lose my job or I'm going to get laid off or something like that. Or uh, somebody's behavior towards me changes drastically. <laughs> well, of course, when I was younger, 
I I did the same thing most people do, which is blame other people. It's the boss. You know, he's being a you know what, a jerk and and it's his fault and he's not letting me do what I'm here to do. He's not letting me be who I am and it's it's kind of a pointing the finger at someone else. But what what we were talking about earlier was looking at the truth rather than uh, going with the emotional energy. And also, um, I always like to say, watch out when you're starting to blame other people. And the bigger truth is, it's really time for me to move on from that job. It's really time for me to either move on from the job or work on my communication with someone in order to to keep it so that things are better in the job. But when most people get to that point of, I think it's time for me to leave, um, it's always nice to create good communication with that boss or with the person that you're having trouble with. Um, But a lot of times the push is there for you to move on. And rather than fighting it is to recognize it and, and not go to the place of, you know, like a bad relationship breakup when you're kind of in the process of it, all you can do is blame the other person for, you know, what they did to you and all that kind of stuff or what mistakes you made with them. You know, it's always good, again, to to see your lessons there, but rather than going into the emotional roller coaster is to just recognize, oh, this is an indication that it's time for me to go. And you'll also intuitively know that it's not an indication for time to go, but really to improve some aspect of yourself, uh, especially in your communication space with that other person. Um, Sometimes you're not looking at uh, your part in all of this. But the big thing is, instead of going into that fear and blame, is taking a look at the bigger picture. That's one of my favorite things to do, looking at the bigger picture. And so one of the things I get to do as a reader, you know, and also a reader of other psychics, reader of other psychics is really important because when you are developing your psychic abilities, you're a lot more aware of more things going on on the subtle energy levels. So then it becomes blaming those subtle energy levels for all your troubles (laughs) and blaming them and and conjuring them up in your mind and going, well, it's aliens or it's AI or it's this or it's that. I hear it over and over again from people. And as I give, sometimes when I give a healing and I help them redirect their mind away from all that blame and to see, okay, there's energy here you have to release no matter what it is. And it's getting out of the fear of what it is. Some some of my clients are very afraid of aliens or AI or other things that are, you know, affecting our society these days. And getting in that fear is just drawing it to them. And so... That's that resistance. Exactly. And the other thing is, you know, when there's family issues or the same thing, holding on to old grudges against people in the family or how much they hurt you and where you're a victim and you kind of go in that cycle in your mind about all the pain they've caused you and it really turns into almost a physical sensation that is easily removable because it's energy. You know, it's not like a broken arm where, ouch, a broken arm hurts. But let's say you're holding the, re- the responsibility for a broken relationship or something on your shoulders and suddenly you 
develop a shoulder problem. Frozen shoulder. Frozen shoulder, <laughs> exactly. So this this is one of the main points of all this is forgiveness is really letting go and letting it be. And not letting your mind spin out onto all the reasons why. You can look, but if you don't have that neutrality, you're going to get yourself stuck on it. Yes. And, you know, again, what do you do when, when you get stuck like that is can you, can you find some humor? Can you, <laughs> can you laugh a little bit uh, about it? You know, uh, most of you know, even kind of following along in, in our journey of my uh, cancer uh, uh, condition, leukemia, and, and since the beginning of this year, well, that's when it was diagnosed. And right at the beginning, when when I'm when we're both in the ER, uh, and it's it, nobody knows what's going on or anything. And basically, my experience at the time was, oh yeah, well, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through the next the, through this night, but much less the next few days. So what I did immediately was was look at okay if I'm not going to make it through the night then I'll I'll uh, have to prepare for it. Sure, he's going to say more about this after the second break, which we are coming upon. But we wanted to remind you to check out our various online campuses that make up our new learning sanctuary for the soul. Besides our regular website with our calendar of events and other information, that's michaeltamora.com, we now have livethemiracle.com. That will eventually house all of our available audio, video, and text classes and learning materials, our radio show host page where you can access all of our live and wonderfully archived radio shows so easily available, as well as links to all the main podcast platforms that carry them, a new YouTube channel, a Patreon site, and our various social media postings. You can access any and all of them with individual direct links on our link tree, living-the-miracle.carrd.co. You can also call our office at 530 530- Nine two six two six five zero. If you have any questions about our offerings, our assistant has flexi hours, so uh, if she doesn't pick up, please leave a message, and she will get back to you. In just a bit, we'll continue with clairvoyance, forgiveness, and moving on. We'll be right back. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. 
That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We are back, and we're glad to have you back with us. Our topic of exploration for this show has been clairvoyance, forgiveness, and moving on. So let's move on with more on clairvoyance and forgiveness and how you can progress in fulfilling your purpose for being here. Before the break, I was just starting to talk a little bit about an example of getting ourselves into amusement first when faced with a difficult situation or emotionally maybe not so fun situation, uh, something important. And so I I decided uh, I'll talk a little bit again about the night we spent in the ER when I was basically had one foot in the the grave, as they say. (laughs) And it wasn't like, you know, some kind of a major trauma, trauma, like a car accident or something where I'm unconscious and being dragged in with an ambulance, no, I I was very conscious, but very aware (laughs) that, oh, you know, it's not feeling like I'm going to make it through the night. And if I do, I don't know if I'm going to make it through the next two or three days even. So being, you know, what what I'm aware of and everything, I thought, okay, then I better really start to take a look at, if this is it, how would I like to make my departure out of here? Yeah, I want to be, have it as graceful as possible. And, and uh, so I start to look at, immediately I start to look at my life and go, okay, do I have any regrets? Da, 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 da. I'm looking at everything that would hang me up in my exit strategy, if you will. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, so so that gave me a little bit of a, a amusement because I'm looking at, oh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with dying, but, you know, uh, I'd like to go in, in a, the best way, in, in top-notch shape, so to speak. And then I realized... Uh, to do that, I have to get into even more amusement. And just about then, a little bit after that, is when, without any real communication of why or how or anything, a nurse brings in two 
what looked like sacks <laughs> of of blood on, on an IV, you know, hanger thing and with the tubes and everything. And Rafia and I looked at it and, and um, looked at each other, and we both were going, I've never seen a, a sack of, you know, IV bag that huge with blood in it. If that's what they're going to give me is some kind of a transfusion that's huge and uh because you know uh, i've had a lot of experience with being on the other end of of giving ivs and things way 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 back and um yeah i've been in hospitals enough times that the IV bags are not that big, <laughs> usually, and so we turn we, to each we other. call them Costco size. Yeah, things. we we turn to each other and we're going. That's like where do they get those blood? You know, from Costco. <laughs> and we both cracked up, and I barely had enough energy to laugh out loud, but definitely we we got ourselves into much more higher vibration of amusement. Instead of doubts and worries and anything like that, and uh, uh, by that point, I don't think either of us were too much in any kind of seriousness, even though this is a very serious situation as far as the importance of the situation is, and importance of what we need to do next and so forth and decisions we're going to make about everything, but that's the key is to re- recognize right away that, oh, if, if the situation and the decision you have to make and everything, what you do next is more important to you, you really better get yourself into a better vibration of amusement. And a lot of times people have a hard time with that, even the concept of that, and they go, well, gee, if I'm so scared or if I'm so sad, or if I'm so angry, how could possibly could I laugh? How possibly could I feel any different? I, I can't just pretend and just go, okay, I'm now in amusement. Ha ha ha. It doesn't work, does it? No. Because everybody thinks in this world it's it's backwards. Uh, the it's in this world everything seems to be backwards from the way you create a spirit. Remember, your spirit, not a body. The body can't create anything. Spirit is the creative force that you are. And that's why without you in the body, there's no creativity, which means there's no life. Ah. So when you're getting yourself into a little humor, a little higher vibration, because humor or vibra- uh, the vibration of amusement, what we call amusement, it's the stuff that makes you kind of sm- at least smile, right? What's that? It's, it's at least a level of happiness we might call mm, contentment or it's thing, you know, I'm okay. Well, on an intellectual level, you might go, well, I'm not okay. <laughs> if I'm dying, I'm not okay. <laughs> right? If I'm sick, you know, very ill, it's not okay. If I'm injured, it's not okay. Well, 
it's not okay in that sense because you you don't really want to be that way in that condition, but that's just a condition. But you don't have to be the condition, and you as spirit, as this creative, limitless spirit, you don't have to be defined by whatever your bodily condition might be at that, that, that moment or even your emotional condition because that's much on a lower level. Ah, that's just more of the expression. The physical body is a tool for expression, expressing yourself as spirit. The emotions are part of that expression of where you're at. Ah, so when you when we say you got to get into amusement, yeah, you're changing where you're at, then what you express or quote unquote what you feel more on a body level is going to change, not the other way around. So almost everybody I know when they don't know this yet, they start to wait for the feeling to change for them to go, okay, now I'm happy. And and uh, it doesn't work that way. Oh, what happens? When you change where you are in relationship to what you're going through, then the feelings start to change. And that's why when you decide, you know, I'm in amusement about this. I, I can laugh about this. Uh, I This is kind of funny. This is, this is, you know, I can smile. Then you're changing where you are and where you're looking at your situation or your feelings or your physical condition or whatever it is you're looking at or your whole life. Huh, you raise your vibration up to a much higher state. And why we talk about amusement so much is because on a vibratory level, amusement is the very first step. It's just high enough to for you to start to heal yourself, to make changes in your condition, in your situation. It's the first step toward moving on. And it's really the first step toward being able to forgive. Because once you're in amusement and you can start to make the change, you can start to look at, you know, what's making me so ill? What, what's making me so upset? Is I'm what am I looking at here? And we start to be able to seek the truth instead of what I just happen to be staring at unconsciously in my mind. And that brings about what we call the process or experience of forgiveness. Because once we see the truth, ah, we're seeing the sunlight instead of being fixated on the clouds that's making everything dark, seemingly dark. Darkness is the feeling we have, so to speak, and the, the clouds are the images that's obscuring the sunlight, which is the source of our life, which is light. So then we're not controlled by the clouds or the darkness. We're living as they say, in the light. We're starting to recognize, oh, I'm one with the light. I'm the light of this world. Ah, so what I experience, which is the expression of myself, is easy to change. 
And once you know that, oh, life is very joyful in and of itself. But if you decide your life is defined by what's happening in the world for you, ah, then you lose that joyous experience. Yes, indeed. One of the things I like to talk about is um, what Michael's talking about here is so important in taking our next steps, really, in being able to forgive and be um, and be aware on this forgiveness level. And that is um, you're starting to learn how to redirect your awareness. Um, there was a Buddhist saying that I heard one time that says, an undisciplined mind is an is a wasted life and really undisciplined awareness where the awareness is always on that ego, where the ego wants to have drama. The ego wants to uh, really be in that negative state all the time. But what you're doing is learning to redirect with your awareness and redirect into um, and away from into a different set of pictures, if you will, and amusement is one of those steps. I love the step of amusement very much. And uh, But we have this tool called blowing a picture. You know, you imagine a rose. If you're stuck on something, you can't stop thinking about it. You just imagine it above that rose. You drop it into that rose and explode that rose and let it go. It's really letting it go. And Reminding yourself you don't have to be in the drama of something. And if you do get stuck in the drama, it's possible to pull yourself out of it because you can start to laugh at yourself. Oh, look at what I'm doing. I'm being a drama queen again. (laughs) (laughs) I love that expression because so many people do that. All right. Well, we're getting to the end of our show today. We're delighted that you joined us for this episode, and we're grateful that so many of you find inspiration and new understanding about how you can live more of the miracle of your soul life every day. Be sure to join us next Wednesday as we continue to explore various topics under the overall theme for our show for this season, celebrating your life joyfully through its ups and downs. If you haven't already, please friend us on Facebook and check out our daily posts on it, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. If if you'd like to receive our free e-newsletter regularly with all our current communications, you can sign up uh, for that on our website at michaeltamura.com. That's T-A-M as in Mary U-R-A, michaeltamura.com. Or call our office at 530-926-2650. Until then... Be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.